Today on the Halloween 365 podcast, we discuss which one is better, the harvest or the haunt. It's coming. Welcome back to the Halloween 365 Podcast. I am Justin. And I am Jeremy, and this is the only podcast where it is horror 24-7, Halloween 365. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, we are inching ever so closely to Halloween with 197 days left, and... The best news of all is we've already crossed the 200-day mark, which means that right now people are starting to celebrate their halfway to Halloween. A good example of that currently is uh, that Disney started it, which is just meaning that the wheels are turning, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody knows we're getting closer, and that just makes this podcast even better because we're going to be right there with you every step of the way. Jeremy. How's spring been for you? Ah, I'll say the same thing every year, man. Spring can go shove it because I hate when the seasons change. It's only in spring, though. It's not like as the seasons change. But for some reason, spring just really shoves its nectar up my nose, and I don't like it. Mm. Oh, okay. So it's not necessarily the seasons. It's just the, uh, the allergies that are... Okay. okay. I was going to say, because you like to plant stuff. Oh, yeah. No, as far as that goes, uh, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to a harvest. So you, so to... Yeah, there we go. <laughs> looking forward to the harvest, which brings us to the top of the topic. Oh, so the topic at the top of the hour of the show is going to be Halloween versus harvest festivals and uh the reason for that is because i personally uh wanted to do this episode and had pitched it to the boys because i think that the harvest festival festival is a silent assassin i think that it could very well slide in it's already slid in and i think it could take over uh take the place of Halloween because it seems to be more publicly accepted. Uh, but we'll get into that. That will be uh, the story of the last half of the show. But before that, we've got some news and some hot sheets. I'm, I know I could go back and give you another Reddit spooky story, but the hot sheets have been popping off because 2023 has been a weird year. So uh, I'm <laughs> personally... I'm kind of uh, pumped about all the different things that are going on in the news and in the hot sheets. But last week, we didn't really have a lot of Halloween news. Completely different story this week. Jeremy, can you please tell the fine listeners all the stuff that they might, may or may not know that's happening? Yeah, so um, just to go ahead and get it out of the way, because it's coming, people. We have, let's see. As of the day that this will be listed, we only have two days away from Evil Dead Rise. April 21st, this Friday, it is coming, and oh boy, can I not wait. Like, I mean, I'm I'm so excited about this movie. I, I mean, that's I'm excited, but I will tell you that I am not excited about fighting the crowd. Uh, 
<sighs> no. I mean, of course, yeah, no, because it's it's big. I, I know people that do not even like horror movies that are going to this. And with that being said, bringing up Evil Dead Rise, um, recently in the news, a, a lot of people, I noticed this originally, and you may have too, um, but people are seeing that they are paying homage to the shining, ultra-gory, blood-soaked scene of the elevator opening up and blood shooting out. Yeah, I just have one request since I'm going to be sandwiched in the theater with everybody. Everybody just please wash your ass before you go to the theater this weekend. <laughs> uh, I mean, just wash that ass because the movie doesn't need to be ruined with a stinky ass. Um, it's going to be bad enough as is. Sorry. Oh yeah. Continue. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, ex especially, you know, cause they're already saying that this is the number one horror movie of 2023. And we're only in April, so that's saying a lot. So you're saying that all the other ones to come are not going to amount up to this? It's saying a lot, which moves us on to the last Voyage of the Demeter trailer just got released. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever wondered if Dracula was on a ship going to a new land and how he had to feast? Now, I'm not talking about the old school way of Renfield serving him rats and this and this and that dracula is hunting down people on this ship as soon as it turns nightfall and there's bad storms coming it looks fucking amazing and i cannot wait to watch this movie um again that's the last voyage of the demeter looks amazing go watch the trailer it is out now um mm. also with that being said i think that there's only so much hiding you could do on a ship Exactly, that's the point, and that's what they talk about it in the trailer too. They talk about it, you know, like, and but at the same time, they're also looking like, uh, where, how can we not find him? So I guess yeah. the hiding part comes. And from Dracula both sides. can fly. Wouldn't he just not use the ship? Wouldn't he just fly well, to America? And this is something that, that a lot of vampire movies never really touched on. They never say if they really have to breathe because they're already dead. So couldn't he just latch on underneath the ship during the day? And hide from yeah. the sunlight. Um, but anyway, uh, Insidious, <laughs> the red door. It's the trailer comes out. Oh yeah, it comes out this Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes. yes. Oh, when this when this is dropping, it comes out today. The trailer is out right now. Everybody's watching it. Yes. Uh, if you've already watched it, then you're hearing about it here. If you've not already watched it, then you're first hearing about it here. And go watch it after you watch this podcast. And after you also uh, go and look at our Instagram and Twitter and uh, follow us and subscribe to all of that, because we want to hear the feedback, baby. Sorry, Jeremy. Continue with the news. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, you said it perfectly, because this is bringing back the original family of the Insidious um, franchise, uh, which is, um, what's his name? Uh, Patrick Wilson is in full charge of this movie. This is the fifth installment, and it brings back, yes, and this is real. This is what they have him listed as the lipstick face demon. So he, the lipstick face demon is back. I automatically think of uh, what's the demon from uh, Powerpuff Girls. Oh, oh, God, the transgender demon. Yes. Yeah. Him. <laughs> him. I automatically think of that. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of yeah, that. Yeah, he's got on high heels. Yeah, no, that's that's the perfect example. And they even named him him. Um, well, lipstick. So we're generally correct here, people. 
<laughs> what other lipstick demons do you know about? <laughs> okay, up we just got a couple more things. We have Maximum Overdrive rolls on to new Steelbook and Blu-ray. And I know that you specifically, this might actually be something that you might pick up, eh? I'm interested in it, actually. Oh, uh, I was going to say, because I know that as children, Maximum you love this Overdrive movie. holds a place in my heart. Uh, I just think it would be like if you're talking. So, like, I like apocalyptic movies. Um, I like to see how people can interpret how they think the world will end. So, it's cool to think of different ways. Like, you've seen a thousand zombie movies, you've seen uh, uh, viruses, 2012 stuff, volcanoes, so on. Stake so land. But this one was cool because it's just like the electronics are coming to life because of a meteor that passes. To all the Stephen King fans out there, and you know that we're Stephen King fans here, uh, we do have, um, looks like the trailer actually just got released of The Boogeyman. It's uh, his most recent book. So, I mean, that sounds very interesting. I, I mean, which anything Stephen King in general to me, I love. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> no, there was one that I did see that I want. was the new Halloween 2007 Michael Myers masks are available for pre-order right now. Trick or Treat Studios. We know them. We love them, ladies and gentlemen. Pretty cool masks, actually. Um, when, when's the stopping point? You know what I mean? Like, how many variations could you sell of this fucking thing that they don't already have out? I mean, I, I guess mean, they make the I... hair they, they make the hair look better every time. Yeah, I think they're going to get it um, to the point to where they have it almost looking how it did in the movie and into the stores. Why didn't they get a uh, old version of uh, What's-His-Face to sit and have his face molded for a new mask? Oh, uh, Shatner? <laughs> yeah, why didn't they get Shatner to sit for one last uh, old Shatner for old Michael mask? And it would be super neat. <laughs> that's on Honestly, that's not a bad idea. That's what they should do. Um, That's what they should have did in the last movie for Halloween uh, oh, ends. Yeah, ends. Yeah. Oh no. Sorry, I don't know. Let's not bring that fucking tragedy. Yeah, up. yeah. Let's not bring that up. Okay. okay uh, but well, one, one last thing, since you brought up Halloween, so Halloween trilogy behind the scenes book is coming in October of this year. So if you ever wondered like all the behind the scenes things of the entire trilogy of Halloween. The official making of Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. Oh, so it goes into all of those. Okay. So it's the new ones. Mm, got it. It is set to be released on uh, in October, the celebration of the fifth anniversary of the most recent David Gordon Green-directed uh, trilogy of the films, uh, which is... It's also the films of the franchise's 45th anniversary this October. So that's pretty cool. If you listen to this podcast, and we know you do, we're not big fans of the ending of that, but no we're fans. No, well, and that wraps it up on something. the news. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jeremy, for the news. Now it is time for some other news. Sheets. Hmm. That's right. Thank you for that. Kay, we're talking about the hot sheets, and believe me, I've got a few. 
So, Jeremy, this might be rapid fire, but I want your response on some of these because some of it's crazy. Um, so, first is coming from Money Talks News. They're reporting in saying that a Pentagon official has co-authored a paper suggesting that alien intelligence is behind all of the UFO sightings. So, essentially... They are co-authoring a academic paper stating that they are saying that aliens are behind the UFO sightings that are out there. Not that it's, oh, we don't know. He's saying definitively it is. So he's saying mm -hmm. that, if I'm not mistaken, what you're saying, that he is saying, and his grandmother said before him, uh, that aliens... Mm -hmm. uh, are the ones reporting these sightings? What? Is that? Yeah, what? he's taking. No, Jeremy, he's not taking direct orders from the damn aliens. No, no, no. Saying, that's that's no, why I was saying asking. I'm all confused. these UFO sightings. He's saying all the UFO sightings that the government says we don't know what those are. He said they're UFOs. He said that okay. they are alien. Oh, so he's just pretty much coming out confirming, saying that that's exactly. Mm, what I it mean, is. not in. He's not saying he's not like leaking information or busting up any news. Uh, essentially, um, he said, like I stated, that alien intelligence is behind the UFO sightings. Uh, Politico reports that a recent academic paper suggests that unidentified aerial phenomenon may actually be alien probes from a mothership sent to study Earth. Politico reports a recent academic paper suggests unidentified aerial phenomenon may actually be, uh, probes as stated ahead I mean, and above a draft paper dated March 7th was co-authored by Sean Kirkpatrick head of the Pentagon's all dominion anomaly resolution office or AARO and Harvard professor uh, Avi Loeb Politico is reporting that over half of the paper is dedicated to the possibility of unexplained objects under investigation by the DOD and it may relate to a mothership scenario in which the Pentagon is studying. So they're studying it, and they don't want to let us know about it. So, mm -hmm. Do you guys remember, uh, and Jeremy too, do you guys remember um, these random probes that they found they shot down recently? After, it was right after the Chinese balloon. You didn't, I didn't hear anything else about the probes. Maybe I'm wrong, but they uh, said the balloon was definitely Chinese. Yeah. They say shit else about the probes. No, they said they shot down an un unidentified object, and that's all they said. Mm -hmm. They didn't say what it was. They didn't say no, they where it was just, from. It wasn't just one, Jeremy. They shot down three. They yeah, shot down no, two yeah. more after the I thought they shot down four. That's one of the, the weather balloon and then three more unidentified flying objects. Okay, I thought they really shot four more after, about. but no, I mean, either way, like, that's that's a big deal. Like, Well, there was three in the U.S., and then there was another one shot down in, uh, oh, God, what was it? What country was it? We reported on it. I can't remember. Either way. Um, so they're basically essentially saying that they think that um, that, along with other UFO sightings recently, or UAP sightings, are from a mothership scenario where there's a mothership somewhere near us that's just sending smaller ships out. So a good example is if anybody's seen Independence Day, do you guys remember whenever the huge mothership just starts dropping? Like they have a, a smaller ship that's over every major city, but the mothership like is bigger than the earth. 
and then they let out all the tiny pods to just go out and fight people like they're fighter pilots. Think like that. Imagine that. How scary that would be. It would be terrifying. <laughs> Moving on. This is coming straight from the Indy 100. Um, massive ocean discovered beneath the Earth's crust containing more water than the surface. And you people want to sit there and say... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Don't get cocky yet. Uh, don't get cocky yet. Okay. People are just realizing that there's a massive ocean hidden under the Earth's crust. It turns out that there's a huge supply of water 400 miles underground stored in rock known as uh, ringwoodite. So, there is... Big storage of water stored into the mantle, not like a lake or, I mean, I guess it is, but it's in the mantle. It's not like, you know, you have to get, to, it's not in the core. It's not a hollow earth. It's in the mantle because it's just been absorbing and hanging on to, and then it releases it and turns it into uh, uh, a liquid or a solid or a gas, and then it absorbs and then so on and so forth. So... It's not what you're thinking, Jer. Ah. Not what you're thinking. So they say. Nah. But I mean, either way, <laughs> this. Is, either way, this is people who wonder how, like, how can Earth reset itself? How can it do this? And that's how, for one and two. So they say, mm. hollow Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna drop this one on you, and I just want your opinion. I'm not gonna dive any more into it. But scientists are predicting, I've seen this several times, but scientists are predicting that you'll be able to upload your consciousness to a computer by the end of the year. What are your thoughts? Oh, I don't think they want to know what I'm... (laughs) I want to know. I care what the hell they want to know. I was going to say, no, I'm saying I don't think they want to know the things I've thought. Um, uh, Maybe more or less, I don't want that. It's not for them. It's so that you can load your consciousness, and then if you die, they can put it in like an AI, and then you'll be living with a plastic body, but it'll still be your consciousness. No, no. So it'll be you being able to be alive. No. Through a robot. No. I'm already a firm believer in reincarnation. I will come back that way, and I will remember things through deja vu. Mm -hmm. I do not want to become robotic. No, no, thank okay. you. There's a lot of people that share. There's a lot of people that share that. Uh, the only comment I'm going to make is I'm going to play devil's advocate and say, um, what happens if everybody dies and then they realize there's nothing on the other side? You'll be like, son of a bitch. I really wish that <laughs> uploaded my consciousness. Moving on. Besides consciousness, scientists are also messing around with woolly mammoths. And we've all heard it for a while that they've been uh, trying to clone a full woolly mammoth. Well, they're getting steps in closer every single day uh, where they're going to be able to clone one and then put it in an elephant and have the elephant uh, uh, have it just like a normal uh, baby. And then, you know, we will get to see the first woolly mammoth for how many ever years. Uh, But like I said, they're getting closer because scientists have recently made meatballs out of ancient mammoth DNA. They have revived it, but it's just the mammoth meat and to my knowledge, you can actually schedule a sit-down in this really bougie restaurant, and uh, you have to tell them ahead of time, of course, 
and you can order one of these mammoth meatballs. So it's not coming from a mammoth. They're not able to make a full mammoth, but they're able to make mammoth meat from the DNA that they do have. Uh, edible mammoth meat. Um, yeah, and what do you have the uh, the staff also singing to you? Ra 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 ra. No. <laughs> But they said that uh, it's a way to be able to make meat or food available to billions of people. Okay, so hear me out on this. If you can do that and you can bring back a mammoth, and it's not the only one. The, the, the dodo bird is close to being brought back as well. So if you can do that and even bring back the meat of them as of right now... um then what's so hard in saving species that are dying out? Just saying. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, they're not bringing them back for meat, but I mean, if you can bring them back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. not have to kill them. Yeah. yeah. If you could just bring them back to, to have them live because everything has its purpose on the earth. So, but this also opens up gates to being able to not just do this with mammoths. People. You know, beef is a big deal because we lose our beef supply and we're screwed in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, the vegans would disagree with me that if you're listening or vegetarians or so on and so forth. But we love you um, if you're listening. But at the no, same yeah, time, I'm not saying nothing bad about it. I'm just saying, like, wrong. you know, the cows go if the cows go fucking extinct, we're, we're hurting. Yeah. Um, and so with this, they could essentially just make steaks and shit. You know, from cow meat, you wouldn't have to even kill a full cow. You just use the DNA to create a steak in the lab and just sell lab steaks and be able to not get close to having cows extinct if that ever comes to be a problem in the future. So there you go. You're making meat eaters and vegans happy at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's getting hurt. We're just making fake steaks out of real DNA. Uh, Moving on. Go on. I know, it's weird, right? It's going <laughs> to be like real. It. When but... you say it like that, I don't like it. Fake steaks out of real DNA. Okay, so anyways, uh, our last strange article of the afternoon is coming to us by Best Life. Uh, this was released 11 hours ago, and they ranked the five states where you are most likely to see Bigfoot, and it actually gives us the data, which is going to be kind of neat. So coming in at number five is Wyoming. Uh, total reports, 28. Total sightings per 100,000 people, around four. So out of 100,000 people, you're going to have four that are going to have sightings, and they've had total of 28 reports. Okay. So Wyoming's huge though. It's a big a fucking, fucking state. Wilderness. It's a lot of fucking wilderness that I am not trying to trek through just to see. I mean, there's other shit out there that's going to kill me before Bigfoot fucking finds me. Yeah. <laughs> you know like I, I, mean? I was uh, like, I'll go. I was looking at but, like the biggest states in the U.S. the other day. I thought Virginia was one mm-hmm. of them. Wyoming has it beat Montana. Yeah. No, those are mm-hmm. big states. Well, we've got a few big ones. We've got a few big ones because number four is Idaho. With a total of 103 reports and five out of 100,000 people uh, report sightings. So out of every 100,000 in the state of Idaho, you'll have uh, five people, five and a half. I don't know. Are they counting 
little people. I don't understand why it's five and a half. <laughs> I'm confused. Like somebody walks in and they're like, I thought uh, it might have been a Bigfoot. Let's maybe not that's the children. Write it down. Maybe. I don't know how you count half a person. It doesn't make sense. Uh, so, yeah, Idaho, number 403 total reports. Um, it's also a big state. Number three, ooh, this one's close to home. With 106 total reports, West Virginia. <clears throat> With a total of six people per 100,000 uh, reporting sightings. Now, I would feel, so Wyoming, I guess I'd feel uh, more unsafe because I don't know the terrain. I'm not saying that I know West Virginia like the back of my hand, but I know the wilderness. Like, I know what's going to be in it. I was going to say from my time being up there, it looks no different than from where we're at. So, uh, yeah, no, yeah no. maybe a, a Bigfoot conquest in the future. Yeah, you you drop me anywhere in the Appalachians, even if it's on the European side, I would say that it would be like, okay, I can definitely handle this and find my way around. Oh, like yeah. it's not a big deal to just grow up in it, but Wyoming's different. You've got the green on the bottom and then you got the fucking snowy peaks and then you got fucking cougars and shit. And I ain't trying to deal with all that. But West Virginia, I would go looking for this Bigfoot and it's really close to home germ. So I think That's uh, what I said, yeah, conquest in the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a perfect place for a Bigfoot. You've got the uh, plenty of water running through, uh, 550,000-watt-tailed deer, and 79% of the state is covered in forest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, they're one of the few states that do not like their forestry ch- uh, touched at all. So, Well, speaking of which, here's the other one that doesn't like their forest, forest being messed with. It's uh, number two with Oregon. Total reports, 257 reports, uh, around six people per 100,000 reporting that they've seen a Bigfoot. So, which I was expecting Oregon to be on this list. I expected them honestly to be number one or Washington state, which is probably, I was going to say that's got to be number one, right? Well, drum roll. Yeah. Number one, Washington state with a total of 100 and sorry way off total of 710 reports of Bigfoot being spotted. And it's around nine to 10 out of every 100,000 people uh, that are reporting sightings of Bigfoot. Hmm. Which I mean, it makes sense. Oregon and Washington. I mean, they're big, big States with, um, so I wonder if that was just maybe maybe we were on to something whenever we were talking about um, the national parks being set up as uh, reserves for cryptids sanctuaries, and Bigfoot. yeah. Because right, yeah, because like the first Bigfoot that were nationally spotted was in, I mean, like publicly and reported was like Washington State and Oregon, right? So that had to be around either before or around the time that national parks were being set up. So I think setting up the national parks literally just sets like a chain or like a path for Bigfoots to migrate. So if, let's say that they started, um, like maybe they came across the land bridge from like Siberia and stuff like Yetis and stuff made their way over into Oregon and Washington. There's some up in Canada and Alaska and such. And then whenever the national parks happened, they were like, Oh, here's a bunch of places where humans aren't really at. 
let's just roam. And they ended up in fucking Ohio and Wyoming and West Virginia and uh, swamp grass in Florida. And no swamp, man. Swamp, man. They're coming for you. Well, you got to watch out for them swamp, man. Ohio's got oh, shit. With all the pollution that's going on in Ohio, we might have Swamp Man with fucking six arms come out of the woods here soon. Stay tuned on our next episode of uh, The Hot Sheets because we might see a six-armed Sam Squanch from Ohio. Um, wow, that'll be terrifying. These are the Hot Sheets. Best investigator reporting on the planet. Go ahead, read the New York Times if you want to. They get lucky sometimes. Thanks, Manny. Always. Thanks, Manny. <clears throat> Manny, always bringing us the good news. So, that moves us on to our main topic of the afternoon. Oof. <laughs> so, I'll just go ahead and let you know, um, the more that we've been sitting here, like, during the podcast, the more I've been thinking about it. And, uh, I might be a Harvest Festival person. I love Halloween. Don't get me You're wrong. You're full of shit. No, I'm serious. You're full of shit. Okay, so to the main topic, as Jeremy said, we are doing a Harvest Festival versus Halloween. I want to state the whole purpose of this as I did at the beginning right now. So I've been to Harvest Festivals. I've done the Harvest Festival thing. I've had fun at them. Yada, yada, yada. Fall flings count too. So if anybody out there is like, oh, well, I'm not a fucking fling. Here's the difference. Harvest festivals and or fall flings are doing this thing where they're celebrating Halloween, but they don't want the blood in it. They don't want the scary costumes in it. So anything that's got to do with that is taken out. You can leave the little smiley face scarecrows. You can do the little button eye pumpkins. You can <laughs> eat your fucking kettle corn. You can do all the cutesy stuff. Hold on. But... They're taking out the Halloween that we know, that we love, that we've been fighting for, that we're already in competition with fucking Trunk or Treat. So I just feel like that Spring Flings and Harvest Festivals, Fall Festivals, they started creeping in. Well, it was like, no, it started out as a way for schools to be able to have something. But then it's also a way for Christians to be able to celebrate Halloween and say that they're not celebrating Halloween. Or not just Christians, anybody that celebrates a religion that doesn't believe in Halloween. It's their excuse to be able to still celebrate it without the, the spooks and the ghouls no, and the goblins. That's why I disagree. A fall festival or harvest festival is more or less, if you do it traditionally, maybe in America we do kind of... Like you said, Halloween. Yeah, aspect. you can't. No, you can't pull the pagan thing right now. I'm talking about what is threatening Halloween right now. The pagan thing is accepted with open arms. That's fine. Let's go get around the fire. Let's go do all that. Let's get all of our vegetables and have a big feast. That's cool. Let's do that. Well, that's what I'm, I'm talking no, about. That's the, what I'm saying. But at the same time, it's like your people don't understand. You're celebrating that and that whole aspect. Without knowing that you're doing it. So you're going there. Yes, but they also celebrate Christmas. So they don't care to mask an old holiday with their new stuff. 
that's my point to this. I'm not saying that they're going to be better. That's not the discussion. I mean, I guess it can be. You think seem to think the Harvest Festival is better, but I'm thinking it's going to slide in, and just because it's more acceptable and because they can do it more commercially because they don't have to show scary stuff, that it could eventually just push Halloween out of the way. Like uh, the fat bully that jumped on the bus and made you get out of his seat because you were sitting on the very back. Come on, kid. Yeah, same thing. I mean, I guess you can kind of look at it like that because, I mean, it is because the way that um, the New World has adapted Halloween, it takes in harvest festivals and things like that and takes it under its wing. And it's it's all just a giant mix of everything. But I feel like if you're looking at how things that are celebrated today in modern terms, so on Halloween... It's more or less candy, um, maybe some uh, kernel corn or or kettle corn, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, things of that nature. Kernel corn. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's kettle corn. Yeah, candy, kettle corn. Uh, Who bought the and- kernel corn? <laughs> Who bought the kernel's corn? No. Uh, um, <laughs> so and then no, you dress. No, it. dude, you're you're really you're making it too complicated. It's so simple. It's exactly what we said at the very beginning. It's the line that you gave me. We're basically comparing tomatoes and tomatoes here. It's haunts versus hayrides, baby. Okay, so the, hold on, hold on, hold on. So that's that is the thing that makes it different. Uh, I guess you're right. So it's, it's the scary aspect. So like Halloween, it is celebrating more of the dead and the ones you have lost. But also the scary things about that as well, because it is, it's the fucking dead. It's like it's scary. But also without the uh, costume with, thing, you might not. Sorry, I was just gonna say you might be able to get by with not doing like scary costumes or whatever. But they were trying to hide from an evil spirit. Like it was not. <laughs> I mean, like they were doing other stuff, but it like they were trying to make sure that evil spirits didn't come into their house and shit. Like they were hoping, please God. Don't let these bastards in. Yeah, no, exactly. Not, and, and not let's bob for apples and paint <laughs> pumpkins. Hey, you, you're stealing it out of my mouth. So I was literally Give about yourself, to. Bitchel. I was literally about to say. So, like with the harvest festival, you do get to do things like bob for apples and hay rides, and it, it's it's like the so the best way to put this, in my opinion, and let me know if you agree, is a harvest festival is the daytime of October compared to Halloween, which is the night. So like during the harvest festival, you get to go churn apple butter. You get to get your kettle corn. Um, you know, you get to do, uh, you go through pumpkin patches and uh, pick out your pumpkins. You get to bob for apples, things like that. So but- right there, right there, right there, right there. That is my issue. They've already infiltrated. They infiltrated because do you not see that now it's just become something that's normal to you? You've just accepted it. Oh, that's the daytime. That's uh, fall festivals are for families and kids. No, it wasn't always like that. They infiltrated. They've slid in underneath our fucking noses and they didn't need, nobody even paid attention because we were like, Oh, look, there's stacks of hay and look, they've got a couple <laughs> things that look like fall. They did a fodder shock. Shove that fodder shock straight up your ass <laughs> because they slid in under our noses with their maze 
and they're smiley scarecrows and they've come right in and now it's become so normal in Halloween that we're just like, yeah, fall flings, festivals. But you notice that all the scary shit's taken out of those things. And our automatic reaction is, yeah, that's for the family. That's what you do during the day. No. Eventually, whenever we're like 60, our kids are going to be like, okay, well, it's Halloween. We're taking the kids out to the corn maze, and then we're going home and turning in. They might trunk or treat. I think no, they have it at the corn no. maze. So, and then the kids will be running around in like lollipop costumes, and nothing scary will ever happen again. Well, no, I think a lot of people are forgetting the main thing. Um, and I mean, if you really pay attention to it, you won't forget. The main thing about the Harvest Festival is exactly in the name of it, the Harvest. So that's why you're able to... Dunking booths. Well, that's why you're able to get the apples. <laughs> no, no, that's why you're able to get the apples and the pumpkins and you're able to pick up the corn. And, you know, every time you go there, you got gourds right, right, and stuff yeah. because that's what it is. The other stuff is just more to show. Like with the Harvest Festival, you're going there and you're getting the food from the harvest. So you are, as as somebody that is into uh, paganism, Wiccan religion, you like to dabble in it, look into it, like reading about it, studying it. As somebody that's like that, you're okay with other religions once again taking your holiday no. and turning it into something completely different. <sighs> Again, because they already did it with everything else, and now they're like, oh, Halloween's too scary. Was there another pagan holiday that we could do that wasn't as scary? Hey, wait. They got together and ate together, and they danced and sung. We could do that and sing about Jesus. Well, no, that's, the so no, 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 no. I mean, you know me. I hate how Christians have taken over fucking or any it's not religion. just Christians that's doing this. Religion, I'm going to yeah. put that out. Yeah, any religion. People are using this as something to celebrate Halloween in a non-Halloween way. And that's the thing. That's the problem. And it's just become common. Yes. No, that's that's 100% the problem. So, because both of these are holidays celebrated around the same mm -hmm. time. So, it shouldn't be one's taken over the other. It should be separated. Yes, we still have a harvest festival earlier in the month um more or less i guess around the end of september early october uh and we should celebrate that well, if you say the word harvest festival or fall fling or something like that i automatically go back to primary school where i was like infatuated with it loved it but they didn't take away the how that's what i'm saying in our old festivals like that even the ones that they showed on TV where, like, uh, high school students had festivals, they still had the scary part. They would even take classrooms and turn it into haunted houses. That's slowly being phased out. Everything's being slowly well, see, that's, and pulled away. That's where the ignorance comes in. Of course, you know, people are like, oh, fall flame. I'm not here to debate ignorance or not. I'm here to tell you. That Halloween wins over it, <laughs> and we're going to have to keep our eyes out, man. We have to keep our eyes out because everybody out there, I know it's fun. I know you got kids. You don't want them to get scared. There's a reason <laughs> that there's cartoon versions of the monsters. You can show them the light versions. All my real Halloween people out there that have kids and stuff like that, they know. They've been doing it. But everybody else, don't let this 
fall fling festival stuff like that replace your halloween go out enjoy it have fun but just to shake it up show up to one of these hay rides fully dressed like you've got an axe in your head or something don't let harvest festivals take over no, halloween. harvest festivals and shouldn't take over halloween i mean if it comes down to it brass tacks of it all uh between the two of course i, I love halloween but the the farmer in me has a there's a golden spot in my heart for those harvest festivals and they should definitely be separated a hundred percent but Mm. Uh, yeah, because the Harvest Festival should not take over Halloween just because, oh, my kid gets scared if there's this. I 100% agree. Well, I just hope that everybody is seeing what I pointed out now. Maybe you didn't pay attention to it before, but it's slowly, the the, the fall flings and all that stuff slowly have been taken out all of that. And they're keeping what they consider essential fall fling stuff but it's being more and more. And it's not just me that's complaining. As a matter of fact, there are some religious people that are even complaining about it, uh, saying that it's just an excuse to celebrate the devil's holiday. <laughs> right, yeah. But regardless... I mean, no, I, I, I agree. I and it, it shouldn't be that way. Just just like you said, you know... I think it's a silent assassin. Just like trunk or treating shouldn't take over the Halloween aspect. I'm sorry. They're going to combine. Now they're combining. Yeah, I know. Trunk or treat and harvest festival. It's not, listen, to any yeah, parent. Dude, what would you, I mean, if you could get your trunk or treat done while you're, I mean, and they'll even do something cute. They'll be like, oh, we'll set up little stands that looks like different houses so they can pretend, but it'll be. Yeah, a, no, 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 no. Little... To any self-respecting parent out there that wants to sit there and go, oh, I'm taking them to trunk or treat because it's safer. Did mm. you give a shit if it was safer yeah. or not when you were a kid? And I'm not putting that. That's no, probably not the best way to say it. We don't have kids, though. We don't have kids. But the <laughs> whole reason that I wanted to make this an episode is because I wanted to raise awareness to the fact that it is slowly moving in and it's slowly becoming something that you just automatically accept. And with the way that stuff has changed so fast in the U.S. and in culture and whatever in the past 20 years. I would not put it past a group of people to make an argument for harvest festivals and make a good argument. That's the scary part and make a good argument and get a backing. That would be scary. And that's why I wanted to do Halloween versus harvest festival, because here it's always going to be Halloween that wins. Oh yeah. Halloween wins here completely. And you know what? That's going to be our, um, that this should be our poll, um, on this week's, uh, Instagram poll. Um, we could, I don't know how to word it just yet, but parents that listen to this podcast, do you believe or do you think that a harvest festival should or is a safer way to take over Halloween? We, like I said, we'll word it differently, but safer, safer. Uh, I mean, you know, whatever you can argue, but should, should a harvest festival take place of Halloween? I guess that's the poll. It's a contender. I think it's enough to pay attention to. Well, we want to know your opinion. Who wins? Jeremy's Classic classic Harvest Festival would be fantastic. But I think that this new Harvest Festival is a threat. Ah, well, thanks for listening to the Halloween 365 podcast. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube. 
uh, Halloween365Pod. We're there. Tell us what you thought. Let us know. Follow us. Like. Subscribe. We'll see you next Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. And keep it spooky.